Hello, I'm Colin and you're listening to Dishing It, a food podcast shining the spotlight on Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire and wider Scotland. I record this intro today on May Day Monday, the first May Day Monday I've had off in years and I'm not hungover today, which is always a bonus. So today we have been out to Stonehaven, we went to do uh, Stonehaven Woods where we had a nice pleasant walk until my dog Ramsey spotted a rabbit. Uh, for those who don't know anything about Ramsey, he is a lurcher, um, he has just turned two, he's a rescue dog and we are pretty sure he was trained to hunt rabbits. So every time we see a rabbit, he goes nuts. So we had a very unpleasant walk around Dunnorwood, which is a very pleasant walk, but Ramsey ruined it. So. On route back, we thought, right, we deserve a treat. So we went in by Capleston Farm Shop, which is just on the outskirts of Aberdeen, just out of Bucksburn. So we went there and we got some, we got a lovely coffee to take away. And we got some bakery goods from the Tartan Pig, along with some granola from Bakery Lane, which we're very excited to try out. So you win some, you lose some. So we've balanced it out and we've had a great day all round. And gets even better I'm going tonight I'm going out to the Backyard Beach Collective for dinner which I haste to add is every weekend in May not just May Day weekend which I alluded to in last week's episode apologies my friends do call me fake news Fraser because I do tend to get things drummed up but do consider me a reliable source just with a healthy dose of mystery let's keep it there I'm releasing this episode on May the 4th, otherwise known as Star Wars Day to all you Star Wars fans out there. So buckle up as I take you to a galaxy far, far away called the future, where hopefully COVID, fingers crossed, is a distant memory. And to tie in with that theme, I thought I'd ask my followers over on Instagram what type of business is missing from the Northeast food scene and something they'd love to see here in the future. And blimey, the answers were on point. There was a cry out for Mexican restaurants, eateries focusing on Vietnamese, Argentinian, bao buns, bao buns, bao buns, I don't really know how you say it, dumplings and poke bowls, which at first I thought was someone pulling a fast one, but after giving it a Google, I need this Hawaiian raw fish dish in my life pronto. There was a love for DIY with build your own salad and brunch bars getting a shout out, great idea along with classic American diners. I'm thinking Greece-style vibes with burgers as big as your face, tall milkshakes and glass highballs served by servers on rollerblades. Y'all want fries with it? Rooftop bars and more beer gardens were mentioned. I'm with you there 100%. We definitely need more of those in Aberdeen. And some lustings over artisan donuts. Agreed. The day that Simply Donuts opens up a shop will be a happy day for me. I've still never managed to get a box ordering online. She's been open for, I think, over a year now. And every time I never manage to get, they go like hotcakes or hot donuts, if you like. But I'm under no illusion that if a shop ever opens, I'll still probably not manage to get a box. They're like gold dust, but they look so good. So good. Another member of the Round Bakery Good family getting the spotlight was the bagel which reminded me of bagels and stuff which many may remember that was on thistle street it's no longer with us but the food there was brilliant however if you're after a bagel hit figment coffee do an epic breakfast bagel and a good coffee too a bagel brand that i would love to see here in aberdeen is bros bagels check them out on instagram absolutely phenomenal and its front woman known as mama bros is hilarious It's based in Edinburgh, loaded with all sorts of New York deli-style fillings, and my need for a stacked bagel has skyrocketed over lockdown as I've been glued to their Instagram page. And on the note of brands that I'd like to see, I asked the same question on my story, and geez louise, my eat list is even more booming than it was before, and I need to get hopping around all the central belt places that were mentioned. We had places like Panera Bread, The Ivy, Shake Shack, check out those crinkle fries, along with rekindling my craving to revisit Loop and Scoop to go OTT on an ice cream and churro combo, along with plowing my face into a bread meets bread feast oozing with cheese that I would happily take a shower in. And to top it off, I was reminded that I'm still to try Six by Nico, which many people mentioned too. 
The food there also looks incredible. And Lordy, the pizza lovers came out to play, bringing Glasgow's Pinzano pizza to the table, along with an Edinburgh brand that I've not heard of. I want to say Severinos. It could be Kiverinos, Siverinos, Sivernos. One of the two, but it is C-I-V-E-R-I-N-O-S. A quick check on the old Insta and holy moly, I've never felt so hungry looking at a feed. The pizza is colossal in size, a belter of an eat, and I believe they do frozen cocktails too. Can't go wrong. And what a future that would be having all those additions in our small city. Another thing that was highlighted was a permanent street food site and indoor local food markets, which takes me nicely on to today's episode, where I take a look at something exciting that's on the horizon for Aberdeen. Stacks Abs is a new market concept putting community at the forefront, giving homegrown businesses a place to thrive. I caught up with Dave Griffiths, managed to say his name this time, who's behind the concept, along with the very Instagrammable Avo. I caught up with him a few weeks back to talk all things food, business, and the importance of community. So I'll get on with the podcast and I'll see you at the end. Ta-ta! Dave, thanks so much for joining me today. How you been? Good, nice and busy, thank you. So today we're going to talk about the phenomenon that is Avo and also your new venture stacks. But let's start off with Avo. I might need a fact check here, but I'm pretty sure that Avo was the first kind of thing to take the London brunch scene to Aberdeen with avocado and toast. Would I be right in saying that? I guess so, yeah. There was there was something in Glasgow, um, but not not like um not like kind of we did it or even I think London did it. It was a bit of a kind of kind of one of those kind of cheap carbon copies almost, I think. It didn't really last too long. It's not there anymore, so I don't feel too bad in saying that. But <laughs> one I definitely saw north of north of Glasgow anyway um it was actually originated in, in Amsterdam is where I first saw the, the concept there's quite a few all over the world there was one in Texas as well I think where it was like a kind of cafe specializing in um like I'd obviously I was aware of a lot of one ingredient cafes but the the avocado focus one yeah Texas Australia Amsterdam and then obviously after I researched I knew about another one in London so it seemed to just be kind of this growing thing that was kind of popular everywhere which was obviously really appealing I always remember in Aberdeen like you always got like your Scottish breakfast you got your brunch and stuff but there's never I don't remember avocado featuring anywhere I remember when you first came on the scene you had your kind of um, little pop-up tent on the Thistle uh, street food market and um, shout out to them can't wait to go back to that when um, we all can again but do you want to let the listeners know all about how Avo came about? As I said it was a case of um, I visited Amsterdam and I'd seen a concept um like similar there um and i was i was honestly just sitting in that cafe think well it lured me to a part of amsterdam that was a little bit out of the way but i'd seen obviously all the kind of hype online and it was pretty new and the menu looked great the, the pictures looked incredible and it lured me out of the way to go and visit there and we got there early luckily but then as we were there there was by the time we left there was just a queue down the street and it was honestly total side street out of the middle of the city centre and I just thought like as I was sitting there eating this food I was from a restaurant management background so I wasn't like a chef by any means but I was sitting looking at this food and I just thought it's so stunning it's so fresh it tastes incredible it's got a nice little quirk behind the fact it's a kind of one ingredient speciality place um but they display it in all different forms really well whether it's like baking put into pancakes and uh, on toast or whatever so I was kind of just sitting there thinking being brunch I could quite confidently make this like I'm no chef but I've had to pitch in where the time's been needed so I've got some form of nouse about me so I was like I could knock this out I'm sure it's quite it's not intricate cooking I could give it a go and it's clearly really popular and absolutely buzzing um so yeah it just kind of the idea just mulled and manifests itself in my brain from then and I just got more and more keen on kind of bringing something to Aberdeen and I th- felt like that was the right thing because for me personally like I absolutely love going out um to, to places to eat and to have especially brunch as well so I just felt for me personally as a kind of a meat eater not on any sort of speciality diet that the kind of brunch market was maybe a little bit one extreme or the other in Aberdeen and obviously there's 
um, great reason for having like specialty, like vegan, veggie, um, low carb, whatever, focused cafes. Amazing, all power to you. But for the person like me, I kind of felt like, well, I don't really want a greasy fry up, but I don't really want to lose meat. Mm-hmm. I also felt it kind of fit that little niche as well of like, well, just have a diverse place that anyone's welcome. Any diet will cater for you. If you're on any type of diet, you'll be catered for. No problem. Like we still want to do that, but just have somewhere everyone can go and just enjoy amazing fresh food. And the good thing about it too is that it had such possibilities to display all the other local food and drinks producers around Aberdeen as well. Because we can obviously source local bacon, local um, local salmon, local whatever. So we can still incorporate, and that's something I was really passionate about. And I'd worked for a long time in restaurants specializing in locally sourced produce. So it was really key to me to have a concept where I could support other local food and drinks producers within that offering. So yeah, the whole thing just kind of rang, rang true to me. And in the end, here we are. <laughs> like, and here we are. Long ago, and it's been a slippery slope. I didn't even like avocado for like, maybe, <laughs> I think when I went to that place, I'd probably only even liked it for maybe five months honestly and I before that I honestly hadn't I really didn't care for it at all here we are so how many years ago was that then just about three so the Thistle Street Market mention was I think that was the end of 2018 about October time 2018 from right um so yeah I think that holiday probably would have been about the, the Easter of 2018 so yeah three years and avocado here we are watch out and you mentioned that you were in restaurant management before starting Avo. Was that kind of your career path up until Avo was restaurants? Yeah, I'd, I'd worked in restaurants since I was like 15, I think. Um, I'd actually secured a job as a pot washer at a restaurant when I was like 13. And then the guy phoned my mum and realised I wasn't old enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, no. I was always buzzing to work because I'd done a paper round since I was even younger. And I was just like, I want to like do more. And like, yeah, when I was at school. I was wanting to do more. Like, I guess I was, I was quite entrepreneurial in that respect but um that kind of led me into working restaurants I just stayed there I did um business at college and then hospitality and then I liked marketing elements from both of those courses so then I did advertising and PR um and it just I just ended up kind of just enjoying my work to the point where I tried to round my education around it for a prolonged career in it and to be quite honest I never envisaged myself actually being a maybe being a business owner because I just felt like food and drink was such a volatile industry. It was such a big risk. Um, but that was it. When opportunity comes knocking and you feel it's something you do believe in it, I guess that's how you get into it, is that you just follow your passion and follow your belief, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. And was it was it that opportunity that made you take that risk? You kind of saw a gap in the market and it made you grab it? Yeah, 100%. I thought it was an absolute no-brainer. I just thought it would fit in so well. And I just felt like Aberdeen was crying out for new stuff like that too yeah that's that's exactly it and I think it's that thing you say like it seems like such a simple idea using avocado and toast and stuff but you guys just did it in such a way that like I can't make avocado and toast at home as good as what you guys did you just got a flair about it and it's as you say it's all the collaborations the local project stuff just gives it that extra edge to it and that's why people love it so much oh my god it's it's good (laughs) it's a good sign I always I always say to people like because I'm on a big learning curve with a lot of like freelance stuff I do now is like a, I'm a freelance designer and I kind of do a lot of social media and stuff and I always say to people like because I was quite hard on myself when I started out and I was always very critical and it's cool now to be a bit further on in the journey and look back on something and go that was shocking like oh, right. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> that in the public domain what are you thinking you <laughs> but it's it's good because it just it shows growth and that's what yeah. you in anything you do, you you got to start somewhere and you got to show growth. And as long as you are showing growth, then you're making good progress. So to be honest, like, yeah, looking back now at some of the dishes from like the first pop-ups we did, I was just like, shit, like, but that's, <laughs> looking, now, I'm looking now at point, like where we are here and going, wow, we've really come along and refined it. And we really put passion and thought into this and actually yeah. like, concentrated on the detail. And that was another reason why I loved it because I thought that the cooking wasn't intricate. It was brunch. It was fairly straightforward cooking skills required which is also good because then I can obviously train anyone to do it we can just focus on getting good people people with a good heart and a good work ethic and train them it doesn't need to be chefs or whatever um so that was another plus too is it's all detail focused and that was kind of what was in my role in restaurant management was it was very just work hard attention to detail um, and be consistent and that's kind of what the food required so kind of just all just 
intertwined into one nice yeah. little kind of offering and that's why it was just like go for it amazing and I guess from your time in the early stages kind of just grew from strength to strength from there and popularity soared and then you ended up uh, taking up a space in the market so for everyone who anyone listening who doesn't know what the market is it's a, a space in Aberdeen that um I think it was originally like kind of a fisher fisherman's kind of market it started as um but inside there's heaps of um well there was heaps of food businesses and um, we had Madame Mew sushi box pasta and roots were a, um, a way to set up a kitchen I don't know if they ever got there and um, to do it before it closed and um, but it was a really great hub for food and I think when you guys moved in you really reshaped everyone's perception of it because from the outside it wasn't a very nice looking building and um, but then you are helped that by painting one of their murals on and um, but I, I'd say you guys definitely reshaped everyone's perception of that market as a more of a food destination in Aberdeen and it was really getting there and then sadly the building decided to close um how did that feel for you guys in the starting days of like making so much change personally I think we just helped it to be honest I think that the real you definitely did I think the people that really set the tone in there was your kind of your OGs like Madame Muse and uh, Sushi Box and guys like that they're the ones that really like grasped the opportunity and like made it made it their own and made it a destination Mm -hmm. um if anything we sort of piggybacked along the back of it I guess because um we recognised the potential there 100%, but we were also pigeonholed into the fact that we were brand new and we had only done like two two or three pop-ups just to test the water, really. Mm-hmm. And we were just, it was more of a kind of like go big or go home situation. And we looked for units on the street and then we were seeing ones for 60, 70 grand a year. And then, oh, and then all the, the rates being even more than that. And then the bills on top of that as well. And we were just thinking, how are we supposed to sell toast? How's anyone supposed to be able to yeah, exactly. start up? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then that's, that's just on the base kind of costs and overheads, not even considering everything else. So like, if you even want to do that, you need massive loans. And obviously we didn't have the kind of, we didn't even have a business plan. Not gonna lie, we just didn't have one. We just literally just, precaution to the wind and thought well why focus on making some artsy document like let's just if it's see how it goes yeah if it's financially valuable and it's desired then those are the two main things let's focus on doing it right and then like let's not faff about so it was just crazy looking out in the street at the prices it was honestly insane and then we find the odd one where we'd be like oh whoa like 15 to 20 grand a year for that unit that's amazing then oh it's under the rates threshold and then Oh yeah, the the um, the landlord actually is looking for an eighty thousand pound upfront fee to take on the lease, and you're just like, crikey, are you? Oh, okay, so that's we've just kind of we did look around for a couple of months, and then it just kept hitting those kind of walls and thinking this is a problem, like to be honest, like this isn't like we're two people that we've got an idea and want to do it, but we're not from like financially privileged backgrounds. We're very normal folk just wanting to do a cool idea, and yeah, we'll raise the money to do it if we need to do it but we can't go putting in like a hundred grand like it's not in our remit so how so how do people do this like why is this not easy enough in our city and that's obviously led on into other things and the bigger picture when we moved into the market and ethos behind that and then that's now led me into stacks because I still feel that that is a problem our city has and is only going to get worse as well because of the pandemic so yeah it kind of ties into the story but eventually eventually when we did take on that unit in the market it was very much a case of this is kind of the only opportunity we have and uh, the only affordable opportunity we have. Mm-hmm. So how can we turn the negative connotations that go along with having a place in the market? How can we turn that into our advantage? Um, and the way we did that was just take it upon ourselves to really like appreciate what was already there, i.e. Madame Muse, Sushi Box and everyone else grafting away and go, why don't, why do people still have this notion that the market's mm-hmm. like a dump? Because to be honest, we all know it's it's poorly run because it was a national chain of markets. And not people, a lot of people don't know that. They've got marketplaces all over the UK and they're all a similar standard. They're all right. in poor state of repair and blah, blah. And, I, I, and yeah, the model wasn't great because they would take on any old person that would take any unit. They wouldn't require business plans. Like all they wanted was, could you give us three months rent? Sweet, we're happy because we need the money. That's kind of, so it was just in that dying cycle. So we turned it into our advantage by going, right, well, let's take it and let's make the best of it. Let's just be that little kind of diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. Um, let's like, yeah, we can be rustic and everything, but we still want to be like, 
like super like on it professional clean like uh, put a new focus into it and hopefully others will kind of jump on board in the journey too but we knew that time was limited like we always knew that the, yeah the, the developer had been sniffing about that building for eight odd years and we were aware of that so it was a risk but we were aware that the the, the building owner had a contract on that building and that's where the dispute was they couldn't like oh sorry the um the market had a contract to lease the building so they couldn't just wipe that out so we knew there was some time there left um and obviously the pandemic meant that the the group of markets fell under therefore the lease was done and that left the developer into swoop and take on the building um which was a shame and they i have spoken to the I've spoken to the guy in London, the kind of top guy at Patricia, the the person in charge of the development, because I did inquire about about stacks, about whether that site was maybe available. Um, because of the pandemic, we've been working from home. If this office building they were going to build, whether that was going to go ahead or not, a lot of the sites we've explored with stacks have been earmarked for thirty million pound developments for big office buildings, and they've been approved and they've been got full planning and everything. They just don't have anyone willing to put in the thirty four million quid to build them. Yeah. So, a couple of our sites where people saying, "Hey, put your two or three million pound project there. It's fine." No one sniffed us in four years. So, I gave up. A, I gave a call and um, had the conversation, but they were still adamant that the FDs and CEOs of uh, worldwide companies were still very much that this was a trend for uh, two or three years and working at home doesn't promote like uh, kind of creative synergy and work life well-being and blah 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 blah. so they were still pressing ahead so but they did reassure me that they tried everything to to put some form of community focused space in there but mm-hmm. i mean like i don't think there was too much research done because we've literally launched stacks and uh, public outcry has been incredible so yeah i don't know i'm yeah there might just be a bit of a bit skeptical about that one yeah, it's a shame yeah. because it is. I've looked through the the whole plan, the whole forty page planning document when it was submitted, and it's ninety seven point six percent office space, um, and the rest of the square so footage. Annoying. Yeah, the rest of the square footage is for any other type of business. So, like public house, legal and professional, like for whatever. Um, yeah. So it's not by any means. It's just going to be a costa down there. Uh, and that's what we need more costas. Yeah, fantastic. 100%. Ugh. Um, you know, like it's the costas and those things. They they are lower risk for it. And that's why it makes sense. But um, yeah, that's why stacks is quite important because it's it's minim it minimizes the risk while still giving opportunity. Definitely. Well, we'll get onto stacks shortly because I'm really excited to hear all about the developments there. If if the the market was still going the way it was going, you were still there. Do you think you would have got to a, a stage of going somewhere else to open a bigger a bigger space? Would it have allowed you to do that? Do you think? I hope so. It wasn't always the plan because we knew we were on borrowed time. Yeah, but it was always the kind of dream was to have a yeah. place out with. But I think I think it was talked about, and I I still felt like it would be nice to still have that as like the kind of HQ uh, because it was so unique. Like it mm-hmm. was you wouldn't ever really want to not have it even if you had your own place um but the plan was like the abz market luckily got one got one go which was kind of going to be year two's focus because year one's mm-hmm. focus was obviously getting established getting the name out there as much as possible um and trying to promote food and drinks producers through the menu but then the focus for year two was like right well we've kind of over exceeded our own expectations like how do we like level up for year two without just doing the same thing and getting boring so over christmas kind of the, the brainstorm and the, the idea was to try and focus on how we can support the retail side of local business so we obviously we didn't we didn't really have the space to go stock in stock in sauces and cakes and blah blah blah, blah, yeah. blah. so we basically said well how about we put on a little marketplace in in the market yeah I think close to like 20 traders um had some live music on and then had obviously all the food around it and it was amazing and that was going to be our focus just so more local retail traders could come and be part of this kind of reimagined space um, and benefit from having a central presence and I'm just glad we got one (laughs) yeah it was so much into it so much effort in arranging that and I had the calendar literally fully booked up until November like it was chock it was done yeah couldn't take any more um and like the potential was ace and the fact that I couldn't do any more than that one was a bit was a bit um 
bit hard to take, but at the same time, at least we got the one, and it was an amazing one as well. It was it was ace. I don't know if you did. You come down to that one. I was so gutted. I was away that weekend, yeah. and it was like a prime example of like you only get one chance to do, like treat everything like it's your one chance because I didn't get a chance to go again. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, it's fine. Like I'm going away this weekend, and I'll get it when it come. It will come back in because it'll be so popular. And then I was absolutely kicking myself that I didn't get to come down. But I remember seeing all the stuff on social media and being like, uh, it looked like absolutely amazing. Like, it was so great. I think that's on Sushi Box. It's sold out by like three o'clock. Yeah, it's so nuts. That's the thing about Aberdeen that we get such a bad rep for being negative and not being a very nice city to look at and whatever. But actually the, the community with especially around food like everyone just gathers together and like there's nothing better than coming in on a like to be honest I'd never been in the market before you guys set up and every time I was in after that like you guys were always busy Madame Muse was always busy and Sushi Box was busy and it was a really nice food hub of things and um, I'm sure when Stacks um, gets off the ground it will that will hopefully replicate it and it'll be great for the city to have something like that again yeah if anything I think it's actually a really good time to although I mean Abo is obviously still Abo's still there we're just like Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of changes with Abo and during the like kind of year of the pandemic but we're now like in a 10 times stronger position than ever honestly Abo this year it's so exciting I cannot wait it's really in a strong position um and it's just about timing that's all it is thankfully through that year that, that we've had we've just remained like cautious and we've not needed yeah. on anything we've not really needed to need do anything um and it's we've just we, we value so much the support that we got and the following that we've built that it would have been a cry and shame to need to do something that wasn't up to yeah. our standard and to kind of ruined it a bit so yeah, yeah just keeping keeping low-key measured waiting for the right opportunity there's something there's something there that's brewing that hopefully we can kind of confirm within the next few months but again it's just about touch wood and don't take anything um too kind of solid just now just wait until the time yeah. is right so it's good it's looking really good but that was the thing it's if anything that year at Avo in the market it, stacks might not have happened if it wasn't for that because well in its current form because it was it gave us that year to really find the mission if you like because mm-hmm. we got pushed into that opportunity almost because the landlords wouldn't didn't seem to have affordable enough places for us to go to so it kind of made us kind of identify the problem and then try to solve the problem see the support for it and then build the support for it and build the kind of the desire for it while we were there and actually funnily enough Michael the other director of Stacks that I'm doing it with I actually met him at Avo and I was just chatting away to him like as I would do if it was kind of it's a bit of downtime or something we were either working on painting something or doing something or just having a coffee with whoever was willing to have a chat with us um and so much funnily enough it was that day that um he was in um with his girlfriend I was chatting to them about the whole like kind of what we need in the city and blah 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 he goes to London and on work because he was doing a construction project down there and uh then he comes back up after visiting like kind of box park and these other container parks and then he kind of just like hung on to kind of what I was saying and had kind of the, basically the same idea. But the difference with him is he knows actually how to build this thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was my stumbling block is that straight after I can't just go, right, I'm going to go and build a container park. So I don't have a clue. Like, <laughs> it'd be a if I, did it. I could run it, like don't you know, I could get the right people involved. In um, that would, I'd love that. But... It's not, not the same as Lego. <laughs> no, like, well, he said it is, but kind I of it is, but <laughs> he says it is. He's like, no, it's fine. You please add them off site and then just build the structure and bolt them in. It looks like Lego, and I'm sitting there going, yeah. Okay, I'll leave you to do that. <laughs> I'll leave you to do that. <laughs> fine, yeah. You. That sounds easy. That's good. Um, but yeah, so it kind of it all kind of came about in a roundabout way. He kind of started doing the plans in July, and obviously with it being a modular concept, it's quite a like, as he says, quite a straightforward like build. I actually saw him kind of got in touch with him through I saw kind of he followed one of the Instagram pages I was kind of still managing and it was like it wasn't Abba but it was another page that was like totally down and was kind of just doing nothing it was just a bit inactive and ticking over and I got a notification of someone following it I was just like 
that's really random because no one follows that page. If anything, it hemorrhages followers because it's not doing anything. So I looked on it and I was like, all right, okay, who's this guy? And it says Saks coming soon. Started Googling, doing a bit of research, saw these images of a container park, and I was just like, right, straight, get onto him personally. Like, yeah, had a phone meeting, and then it just really worked because everything he wasn't sure about how he would manage to fulfill this project in terms of having like the food network, knowing which businesses would do well in it, like the marketing, the so like graphic design and all, all that sort of package was totally alien to him. And all the stuff that I was really not confident about, he, that was just his strengths in, in one. Okay. So it just was like a perfect storm of two people that were like, I think we are the ideal team to actually deliver this for the city. Um, and as well, obviously with my kind of backstory from the market, it's such a nice kind of strong link to kind of go, right, well, we've lost the market and it's a crying shame. But for one of the kind of former traders to be able to bring this new regenerated space um, back to the city, I think is is a really nice element of the whole thing. Yeah, 100%. What a good partnership. And I never thought of that, having like the two different strengths and making one, which is such a great working relationship to have. Going back to the start of Avo, where it all began, and to where you are currently now, um, what was what's been the biggest highlight? There's two two kind of key things I think that have always kind of stuck in my mind. Is there was that time at the ABZ market where obviously we weren't really aware of what was happening with the pandemic. So just kind of standing back there and just taking a step back and just looking at the market absolutely out the door the whole ground floor every trader absolutely buzzing all these local traders like having a city center platform to actually promote their businesses and sell and there was like i think 30 percent of them sold out in the day as well um and it was just taking a step back and towards the end of it and going holy shit like this was like a, a year ago we hadn't even opened yet like that was cut like two weeks two weeks shy of a year's opening and it was just taking that step back and going Jeez, like we've actually made a difference like we've not actually just we've not just done something for pure greed it's just been something we're passionate about and look at the difference we're making like this could be something really good so there was that and then obviously the the society awards was a huge one for us as well um and the i think there was the uh, aberdeen city and shire tourism awards we picked up something as well which was obviously like visit scotland so it was quite a big one and then we're nominated for a national community award as well with the federation of small businesses so the kind of amazing that kind of little like hub of like recognition i suppose for less than a year being active was pretty mind-blowing for us um and we just tried to kind of not really get too caught up in the hype and just kind of just keep on every day and just drill down and yeah enjoy it when it comes but puts a bit of like pressure on if you kind of let it build up in you i suppose so we just tried to just drill on and it was nice though to step back and go shit we're doing something that's actually being like genuinely yeah. appreciated it's, we, there was always that worry that it could be seen as a bit of a kind of quirky like place that isn't serious i suppose okay the word the words eluded me but you know what i mean like, uh, a gimmick like a bit of a gimmick a gimmick exactly that's it that was that yeah. kind of worry at the start and um yeah i guess it was maybe the kind of fulfillment of it of being of surpassing that and now actually being part of the kind of community in aberdeen in terms of like street food ah oh. Great. And what's been the biggest lesson learned? The biggest lesson learned for me is just to stay focused on one thing, do it well, and just don't get distracted. If you Because there's always uh, some, something doing well. There's always 10 million arms that start reaching out and asking for some, mm-hmm. some which way. And then it is easy to kind of lose focus and um, start getting pulled in other directions. And then what comes with that is just, I, I feel, is you start kind of giving up what you originally intended to set out to do. So I think the most important thing for me is always just staying really rigidly true to AVO, the ethos and the mission. And because I've stayed true to that, it's meant that the reputation stayed intact and the mission has evolved. Um, and now it's kind of culminated to a point where it's not just AVO, it's now there's that kind of stacks element as well, which is kind of the bigger mission for the community. Like we were having people approaching us for like franchises in Dundee and Edinburgh and stuff. And oh wow, yeah, and it was just a case of kind of too early. Um, yeah, they were really exciting, and people were kind of just putting it on a plate for us. And it was just like a bit we kind of felt almost like imposters a bit because it'd been successful, but you want to run before you can walk type situation. Yeah, that must be just a hard thing 
uh, for people who start up their own businesses when it does gain traction so quickly and you get all these opportunities it must be really hard to be like nah like now's not the right time like let's just focus on this that's probably where a lot of people do go wrong is that they kind of get sucked into all the opportunities and then it's too big and they can't control it and that's when all the mistakes kind of happen yeah I'd, i'd much rather just be someone that focuses on um has a primary focus and does it well rather than i've seen it before where people like before the first thing's even taken off they're distracted by something else and then it just means that everything they do is just like like a half-assed kind of version of it mm-hmm. and yeah. then you get surprised when things don't take off and you're just like well of course it hasn't because you've not actually got that one perf- like perfect yet so it's about that's this it's the same with um with sax is like with avo it's full focus um and getting it to position and then this will lead into that's why Michael's kind of part right now is crucial for stacks because he's in the construction side and obviously I've got the marketing social media and stuff but and we're doing the business plan together but when it comes to actually opening the plan is to obviously have Avo up established and back on its firmly on its feet um before starting to take any form of a kind of back step because mm-hmm. you, you just can't take your eye off things um yeah. when they're kind of well when you're so passionate about them as well it's hard to do that because you want to make sure they're always in the best possible shape so um it's just about making sure the first thing is solid first and then throwing attention that's what i feel and that's the biggest lesson i feel i've learned is just don't take on too much just make sure you're doing a small amount of things but doing them really well and like not compromising your standards to try and make a fast buck or whatever that's such a good bit of advice one thing I can say is that your social media is really it's always been on point and it's very clear and it's just I mean the food avo is very instagrammable but it's got such a good following online as well you touched on winning um the social media presence of the year award at the society awards I think that was like 2019 what would be your advice to any business that's struggling with their social media um consistency is key really Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I always felt is just keeping a consistent tone of voice um in like copy keeping consistent um I guess consistent growth in in what you do as well I think a lot of people are kind of a bit feared because they don't know how to take like nice photos or they think they don't but I didn't think I did either I was like the whole time at Avo I was just using my phone I've kind of leveled up now and I've invested in a proper camera and I've really that's kind of been my next project as last year was a lot of self-growth in graphic design and trying to level up myself there personally for my professional life and then now this year because I've got I'm getting better with that it's now photography oriented I want to learn a lot more about that and mm-hmm. like to stop using my phone so much because people start asking me to take photos for their yeah <laughs> and I'm like rocking up like I don't really want to rock up with a phone because you might <laughs> I know fraud. so um yeah like that's the thing though all the photos I have are like it's very going down well and it is like a nice like it's nice for you to take photos of it's very colorful and vibrant and everything else um but I was just using my phone and to be honest like yeah. I just started out just trying to just work on it so every day we would try and put like a photo up and we would just create that photo that day so we we're just always like finding different spots that were good to take photos in or different like mm-hmm. backgrounds or different settings we could play with or whatever and just like consistently growing um your skill set um I think that stops a lot of people I think they kind of think oh it's not good enough and they don't appreciate the value over progress over time um I think consistency is probably the biggest thing I feel for like social media that Mm -hmm. really key to people doing well yeah because I know when I look back on my like I I went through like an archive phase on my social media and like putting all my old posts made to go and I was good some of the photos and I was like what like was I doing (laughs) like what is that edit like saturation right up and clarity right oh it's absolutely minging but yeah it's that thing I think the more you get used to it the the better you kind of get into your stride you find what works for you and what works for your audience as well and collaboration is obviously a big theme and it always has been a good thing in Aberdeen and I've always done a lot of collaborations with people the most recent one um was the brunch boxes with Roots and the the juicing company um, do you, is there any plans uh, for any more collabs like that while Avo's off the street yeah we had actually planned another one um but this, it just the schedule was too tight in terms of yeah. um, time to pull it together um, so we decided again we were like we're not gonna throw something out it's got if it's gonna go out if it's gonna have Avo's name on it then it's got to be done right 
Um, it's not fair to do it just half-assed. So we held back and didn't do the most recent. I think it was, it was a Mother's Day one. So, but we are doing them again. The boxes were great, really good. And like every, people really liked the idea of being able to kind of have that. It was a Valentine's Day one, so it kind of suited really well. That's why we hit the kind of trigger on that was because it kind of ties into kind of getting up on Valentine's morning and actually like making your kind of ideal like Avo brunch together and having all the little micro herbs and flowers and stuff to decorate them. Um, so it's a really cool thing to do. Um, but we learned, and we learned a lot from it too. There was a lot of things that um, we've kind of come away with it and gone, right, that was good. That was good. These parts weren't so happy. I think we could have done maybe that better, this better. Um, and we're quite open with asking people for feedback too. Like that are regular just going, feel free to be as critical as you like, because it'll help us. It's the first we did. Mm. So there's been a lot of benefit there for next time too. So hopefully it won't be too long and there'll be another one, another one out to, to enjoy. Ace, music to my ears, because I was going to, it was um, my birthday weekend when you were doing it and I was going to order a box. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if Rachel will actually order it. And I didn't want to step on her toes. Mine and Rachel's thing is usually we're like a comedy couple. Like it will be <laughs> something that would be like a storyline in Friends. So I was like, you know what, I'll hold off. And then I said, oh, I was going to order the brunch box, but I wasn't sure if you were going to. And then she was like, oh, was I supposed to? <laughs> Have I ruined your birthday? And I was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'll just get it next time. So at least next time, hopefully it won't fall on anyone's birthday. So it'll be all good. Okay, that's great to hear all about Avo and can't wait for it to come back onto the Aberdeen food scene. We've talked a bit about stacks, so let's fly straight into that. Will there be an Avo-shaped space waiting in stacks? And no, to be honest, it's there's nothing confirmed like at all. Completely keeping it separate for now. We did a Q and A at the weekend for stacks, and someone, well, a few people asked that question. I <laughs> can imagine. I imagine it's nice to see that because obviously we're kind of up and down with we've been doing stuff for Dorman or whatever. So it's nice to still see the the kind of passion for it. But no, it's um very much keeping them separate. Like again, yeah. as they like pure focus is on each as they come, and if Avo wants to go into Stacks, then I'm also aware that I am I am the director of Stacks. If Avo wants to go in, it needs to apply like everyone else, and it needs mm-hmm. to get vetted by everyone else, and it needs to like there's no preferential treatment there. I would love yeah. to be a trader in Stacks. Don't get me wrong. If I've got the time and if I've can feel I can manage it. Um, it would be good to have that point of view. But again, like what we want to do with stacks as well is that it's not like a, we don't really want to put like the, the kind of allocation of units to like a public vote. So it's a popularity contest and we don't really want it to fall on our shoulders too, because I <laughs> mainly well as well, because I know so many of the traders and how hard they work. Uh, yeah. Everyone. So I don't really want that responsibility if I say <laughs> no and it'd be my decision. So I think what we're leaning towards is having like a kind of committee of maybe like 10 or 12 people that are kind of, quite maybe like influential in the like the, their own industries in the city and basically kind of whittling down like maybe a short list from mm-hmm. applicants because there's about 400 odd just now um wow no yeah, way insane oh that's amazing it's yeah it's cool but uh whittling that list down maybe um and then putting it to kind of like a kind of a board meeting i suppose might be the fairest way okay. so again if the time comes and we decide Avo is good to kind of put a foot forward, then we'll make might do so, and then it'll just have to get mm-hmm. like everything else. Um, because I want it to be fair. I don't want there to be any form of like um, because at the same point of view, it's good to be in stacks and be from a trader's background. Because I would feel I would realize how it would feel if I felt it was maybe unfair in certain aspects. So I'm quite adamant that I don't want it to be deemed as like favoritism to any aspect or whatever else yeah. um, if it's if it fits it fits and it's decided by other people not me so we'll see we'll cross that bridge when we come see to see what it. happens we see um kind of the spitalfields market in london srbg3 in glasgow and the pit in edinburgh and they're like they really thrive in their cities and i think that is pretty much what stacks will be when it when it happens in the city and i think it's exactly what the city needs mm-hmm. is stacks a concept that's in other is it in other cities already or is this a, a kind of new thing for Aberdeen to be having? So Stacks is completely new, but the, obviously the concept isn't. It's the same with like Avo or, I mean, pretty much pretty much anyone with any idea, it's probably been thought up and done somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're not carbon copying anywhere. We've done mass like market research on container parks. And that's part of the appeal is that they work in every city they seem to go into. And we've basically done a 
ton of research on ones all over the UK, Europe, America, Australia, like anywhere. Spent so many hours just researching everything from trying to find their like leasing agreements with their land, like owners or the councils or whatever. Um, and we've basically compiled it into a big kind of document and we've helped it shape how we think we can pluck the best parts and have it serve the city in the best way. So for example, say Box Park is probably the biggest player in London. They're a lot less community focused, put it, put it that way. They okay. hold ownership of the bars and that's a contract with I think most in Coors, who obviously right. just big macro breweries and like, well, and like all that sort of stuff. So that obviously immediately prices out small drinks firms, whereas we don't want to do that. Like, and they're doing that to obviously earn money from the bars. Whereas we've kind of looked at the whole financial plan, the way of going, right, how can we be creative in earning revenue as stacks so that the least important revenue stream is the rent? Because at the end of the day, that's the backbone. The business is charging the most affordable rent. Mm -hmm. So we've come up with loads of really solid options. Um, and that's kind of the key element is just keeping that rent really cheap. And we've just gone around all of these different parks tried to find the best elements from all of them and basically put them in to what we think Aberdeen best deserves. Um, and then also we've taken lots of feedback from potential traders that have registered interest, from the general public that have completed surveys, um, and also use that to help direct what the most important people want in terms of also bringing the most important factors from everywhere else into that. So uh, we feel it's a pretty well-rounded mix. Um, and the feedback we've got on the, the kind of... Uh, plans and the vendor brochures that we've done so far from the, the few meetings we've had with potential vendors we're starting to make our way around them now um but it'll be a pro process that'll take months because obviously so many of them but the feedback so far is unanimously positive like if anything we've underpriced it which is good like, to be honest which is not a case of us going oh, should pop an extra few hundred on it <laughs> it's, it's like we want people to think it's not cheap because it's that's that's maybe more the old market where it's like kind of it's, you know, it's too cheap we're affordable like that's the main thing yeah. to make it really affordable the more money they can earn as a trader the more possibility they have yeah. to capital and invest in a high street unit in a few years and that's the point if we don't have people out growing and filling high street units eventually our mission's not really complete so yeah definitely there might be a few people listening who actually have never heard of stacks do we want to give a quick uh, kind of summary to what stacks is yeah, so it's a creative social market is what we're building it as. And basically it's a, it's our solution to the way the high street's going in terms of the, the kind of affordability of high street units. Um, so what we look to do is we basically look to build a modular community um, which is focused on retail, street food um, and drinks. So currently the plans we're looking at around 30 to 40 container units that will all be kind of fitted out like white box insulated style. And then people can obviously brand up and design their own, the interiors of their own units um, when they move in. But we're looking at shorter lease terms of like two to three years um, on, as I said, like really affordable rents so that hopefully people can, as a small business, come into a city centre space from which to trade, uh, build a big clientele and customer base, um, earn decent capital because they're not being overcharged in rent and they're not applicable to rates, and then use that money to then grow into affording a small unit on like Union Street, George Street or wherever else that's in desperate need of new new business. Um, so we're looking to do that in the um, in stacks over about three levels of a kind of rooftop terrace sort of bar style theme, uh, mid-level street food sort of hall and then lower level kind of retail sort of cafe space with loads of communal seating spaced around, um, possibly like a little stage for live music and entertainment kind of open plan containers joined together as like a little corporate space that can be used for yoga classes or pottery workshops or giving free space to community groups or charities to have little kind of meetups and stuff. Um, there's loads of potential and it's basically all formed around being a hub for the community, a social space where people can meet up any time of the day and enjoy whether it's meeting up to have a coffee in the morning or just nipping in for a grab and go lunch from the office, meeting up for after work drinks or having your kind of pre-drinks um, and some food before your night out. Great and it's honestly such a great idea and I think it's something that the city definitely needs. Is there a dream spot you have in mind? Obviously you touched on the market would have obviously been a, the, the best spot for it but is there is there anyone else in Aberdeen? We've got so where we're at with the land is we've got three sites 
we um, we let it be known that we had um, a site on Ship Row, which is still there. So we've got the Ship Row site, um, and then we have two other sites as well. Out of those three site options, um, two of them are really strong, and we've got one primary focus which we think is the best site. Um, and this site is honestly ideal. Um, it's really, really looking good. We're about 95% there. We've had a written offer on the land. We've had a lot of the kind of formalities drawn up. The architects and designers we're working with are currently finishing the plans this week. Um, and then they'll be kind of debated over, if you like, um, with the relevant parties. Um, and then hopefully within the next kind of couple of months, we should have approval on it. So we're just pressing ahead with that. It's kind of out of our hands right now. We're just relying on other people to kind of- It's a waiting game. Yeah, tick the relevant boxes. So it's frustrating, but it's exciting. Um, and it's it, they're all close to Union Street. They're all within like a five minute walk. Yes. Um, and they're all good for their own reasons as well. So we basically, we're very mark three and they're all at different stages. So our primary one is like written agreement in place, tying up the final loose ends. And then the second one is like a verbal agreement in place. and and certain action points to do if we need to do it and then the third one is again more of a verbal agreement but less further down the line than option two so it's we're kind of just put ourselves in that position where no matter what happens there's plan b and c there just to try and cover our backs great that's exciting is there a year in mind that you guys think you'll open yeah we're, we're currently aiming for 2022 so kind of spring summertime is realistic and that's being realistic as in um accounting for many delays i'm sure because stuff always happens. <laughs> always happens yeah exactly so we're hoping around anywhere in the first kind of first or second quarter of 2022 is the ideal opening time we think it's pretty realistic so but we'll just see it was 2021 obviously like end of this year but then the third lockdown happened so yeah the main thing is we need to be obviously well clear of all of that sort of stuff yeah so it wouldn't make any sense to open any time before it and imagine a space with no coronavirus restrictions. I know, imagine. What an Im imagination we need for that. Okay. And obviously uh, the stacks will kind of pull in on the community spirit that the market had, and if not better, and more kind of um, pulling more different businesses in. And obviously mentioned that you had over 400 applications, which is absolutely amazing to hear. What would be your headline businesses you'd want to see in there? Um, I can't obviously name drop anyone. You kind of know the scoop, don't you? You kind of have, the, I think we all have that same vision in our mind of like the kind of street food core. Um, mm -hmm. but the good thing about it is though that there'll be headline businesses, yes. There'll be some businesses that are already established, obviously, in Aberdeen. But what we're quite adamant for is it not being like they'll move from their premises to stacks. It's going to be like a case Edition. of, yeah, because they're quite small units as well. I don't think anyone's going to humor the notion of packing up their business and moving to stacks, taking the yeah. because you can only offer like, probably four or five menu items the stacks um, it'd be a case of if there are already established businesses which we will need for the um the kind of the risk factor i suppose on our part um but it would be exciting for them to be able to do something new mm -hmm. so i know that obviously with roots going into to have uh, to have to the market um he was looking at doing like a new form of his concept at the market so obviously it's a new draw and it's not going to take any of his current business away so that sort of thing's really exciting because it means that already loved and established businesses get more chance to expand what they do and try new stuff. That would be cool. And there's also going to be short-term units as well. So uh, they'll be like be able to hire by the day or by the week um, and hopefully for food, potentially by the month as well. So people can try out, like if they've got like a little kind of food concept they want to do, then they can actually like plan it, build up like kind of their recipes or whatever, and then just have a month or a week to just like test it out and see how it is. Mm -hmm potentially take one of the longer term units when they come up at stacks in the future um, same with retail or art sort of space um, if someone wants to trial out they're making making purses or something then they'll can build a little inventory of stock and know that they can come down to stacks and hire out a container for like the day or the weekend try and sell them all then see how they go down before they make any bigger commitments so it can as well as offering that help to total grassroots startups businesses it also is good for us because it keeps a big rotational offering so there's always something new so it's not just your big headliners it's also your your little things that you just didn't had no idea existed now but you know you're catching on to the very early kind of roots of something cool that's about to happen so yeah oh roll on 2022 
Fingers crossed. It'll be great when it comes along. Right, let's talk about food recommendations. So imagine a time when there's no COVID restrictions. Where's the first place you're going for food when uh, you can go out and about again? I've got a lot on my list, to be fair. <laughs> a lot on my list. Thankfully, most of them actually uh, they adapted pretty well and they're, they're still serving. But um, one place I've been, I really need to get to soon is Forest Farm Dairy. I need to get up there. Oh, it's great. Well, I went by fluke because um, when they had their opening uh, weekend, I saw all these... Aberdeen bloggers posting about it and I deliberately hadn't been out because I was like oh it's Aberdeen sure like it's it's past the Aberdeen sign mm. and I was like oh it's so annoying and then I saw these people posting I was like how how are they all out like why are they all posting about it as well they're breaking rules um and then I googled it and then it came up as Aberdeen on Google and then I even googled the Starbucks across the road to make sure it was the same and it is classed as Aberdeen so I had that and yeah I would thoroughly recommend anyone going to Forest Farm Dairy because it is amazing over there. I'd uh, heard about it so many times I just never had the time to go out and see it before even their gelato and stuff. Um, what they had before was amazing and it's just even better now. So yeah, you definitely need to head out there 100%. I've tried like um, kind of milk and the yogurt and stuff, but I've, I've never actually gone to them to buy it yet, which... Yeah. Because you know what, I until recently when I was just looking up, because I've just done some who's animated uh, like Instagram sticker gifts for them um so when I was kind of looking up like getting the website and stuff I, I realized on the map it's actually way closer to town than I thought I thought it was in Brewery yeah I, I think I thought the same as well I didn't think realize it was that close to Aberdeen and I didn't notice it ever until when I went to it. I was like oh that's the way it is yeah that's it so I mean I, I do a lot of work um with big beefies built on um I come on their social media and photography and market initiatives and stuff so he's out in Dice and it's literally up the road from there so it's on my list. Next time, next time we're out to him to take some photos or something, I'll be I'll be nipping up for sure because it is just on the cusp of town, and that's what kind of stopped me was I just thought that it was further out and that it would be more of a trek. Yeah, I'm cold on the other side of the city, so no, I definitely want to go there. They had a they were doing an ice cream with Figment's coffee, which I yeah. So hopefully they'll have that on because that's what was really like pulling me out there. So that was drawing you in. That was that was definitely drawing me in. If they're probably sods law, they wouldn't even have it on when I'm there. <laughs> yeah. You'll go, you'll be like, where is it? <laughs> I came here for one thing. Good. Uh, well, that's a good choice to have. In your opinion, what is is there anything in the Aberdeen food scene that you think is missing? What what does Aberdeen food scene really need just now? Give away my next idea. Um <laughs> we, can, we can bypass that question. <laughs> no, like it's um there's there's loads, there's loads happening, which is cool. I do I, I've got yeah something on the cusp i've got a couple ideas mulling in the background of things that i'd like to see um but yeah there's, there's also loads come through as like a SACS application as well like a lot of businesses that that's the, the kind of cool thing about this is there's a lot of people that have applied that um have ace ideas for businesses that i think would do really really well um and yeah i'm really hopeful that we can kind of help them get those up and running um, right. it would just they just breathe so much more diversity in what we've got mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And, and yeah, like there's some ace sounding businesses that are like trying to get. So is there, has there been a lot of people just kind of more with ideas? Maybe like 10, 10% around that. That's really great. Kind of in the planning stage or looking ahead and um, yeah, some really cool ones. So there's a lot to look forward to. So. Ah, oh, fantastic. Exciting times. Okay. So bypassing, um, that question to save uh, your ideas um, <laughs> it's uh, don't, don't want to uh, scuffle anything <laughs> so it's a slow weekend morning what is your ideal brunch set up for you or breakfast if you're over brunch just now <laughs> not normally up in time for breakfast <laughs> okay. yep, working but um to be honest, it sounds really sad, but probably yeah, I do. I do now rate a good Avalon toast. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you, you can't get past it. It's just, it's it's tasty. But if I were like going out, so I've been doing a lot of work with the roots um, as well through kind of lockdown. Um, Nick's been insanely supportive um, of myself and obviously Avo as well. So um, you cannot be now the sun's shining early in the morning you can't beat like roots at the beach at like 11 in the morning mm-hmm. 
Like, oh, it's great. It is like something else. It's really, really good. And we just started up in evenings as well, actually, which is cool. I think that's the first night's actually night. So those will be, it'll be nice to get the sunset in. Yeah, no, that'd be my kind of brunch go to is a stroll along the beach and nice southern fried chicken from Roots. Can't go uh, on. Best way to start the day. <laughs> best way to start the day. I actually forgot it was this weekend that they're opening at night time. So I might miss that boat. Buy- I know I might bypass. See, I'm always missing the boat. This is the thing. I'm always missing the boat. Um, we've actually got pizza in. We're making the doughs like a, a new kind of thing that started up by Spree. And um, they, it was, they were doing a charity thing. Um, they're doing the pizza kits. So we did that, but the dough has risen overnight. So it's quite, a, it's going to be more of a focaccia, I think, tonight than a, a pizza. But we like focaccia. You never know. We might end up going to Roots as well for a wee chaser. Never know. <laughs> so, right, that takes me on to the final question of today. So it's obviously been a tough old time out there uh, for everyone. And what I've been asking each guest on the podcast is kind of their key to happiness. What's, what's your recipe to happiness? this kind of past year it's it's definitely just been I mean kind of as it was I suppose I've been just collaborating with people mm-hmm. that's been the best part is it's just been obviously it was a hard thing to go through with the market closing and then it's subsequent permanent closure which was only kind of a month or two after the pandemic hit um but yeah just the, the amount of people out there that are keen to like help and kind of work with you and it's just been really nice through that kind of year with Avo, putting ourselves out there so much and being so open to collaborating with anyone and trying to just work together for the better good and not being all competitive or cagey or whatever else. Um, it, I guess it kind of paid dividends because we've got this kind of community around us of people that are just good-hearted, solid people mm-hmm. that want to help you and want to collaborate. So throughout the year, I, was, um, I went to work with Smoke and Soul primarily, uh, Corey and Lindsay there. They honestly bent over backwards um, and I did put a little post up on the Avo page um, as a kind of ode to, to the help that they'd kind of given. And that's been the kind of part over the year that's brought me through happiness is um, just seeing how willing people are to kind of step up and help and do what they can for kind of other people for the better good. Just so supportive and it's just really nice to feel that like, the, the whole community, the whole like food and small business community in Aberdeen really is there for each other when times get tough and um, they don't just yeah. kind of throw it in the pit and focus on themselves they'll they'll actively come together and, and help each other so it's, it's nice I think that's what's great with I mean I don't know if I just say that because we live in Aberdeen but I think what is great is that it is so collaborative and everyone does stick up for each other and especially in the food industry it's not like a, oh well I've got this idea so I'm not gonna collab with them because they're the same thing as me it's like you find a lot there's a lot of businesses that are the same are doing things together when it comes to collaboration like that's the best time to see the best in people because it's everyone working together and being a team it's cool it's really nice and, it, and such like good stuff comes out of it as well so hopefully stacks can kind of be a a central focal point for this um yeah. and the, all the people that do eventually end up being in there and that's what we want it's actually one of the terms in our vendor brochures that your commitment is to being open and collaborative and supporting the rest of the community within stacks because having that approach to business it just makes the traders win but it makes the whole city win and it breeds creativity and it breeds like a whole new offering um which we're kind of sorely missing just now we're not missing it we are we've got it but we're missing it on a bigger scale it's 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 there's less opportunity for it that's probably the better way of putting it and hopefully that's where we can obviously solve the the problem of the opportunity where we can be that affordable platform for more people to do it and it to be bigger and wider spread yeah and i think he definitely will and just think um oh my, sorry my dog's taking ice in a sun trap on a there's a seat just behind there but he's just uh sitting on, i didn't realize he could sit on that actually so been watching him the whole time on your sofa behind you and he's just been like pulling all sorts of moves and it's really yeah hilarious. literally like legs legs up like just like showing the world what he's got he's, he's something else but i tell you that he's actually been through all the podcasts i thought he was gonna like be like nuts doing stuff but i think he knows i think he knows to stay quiet but no that's so great to hear and i guess roll on 2022 to see stacks up hopefully sooner to see avo um back with everyone i just think it's going to be amazing for you guys to see all your customers back again community is going to be it'll be overwhelming probably it's looking really great for you guys and thanks so much for joining me today it's been great oh, thanks for inviting me it's, uh, it's it's really cool to do and i'm I'm looking forward to hearing more of your, your podcast too. So keep them coming. Good, good. Right. Okay. Thanks so much, Dave. See you soon. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. The future is looking bright for Aberdeen, I think. And if we could all take a leaf out of Dave's book, our small corner of the world would be a leading food destination in no time. 
that's for sure. I'm so excited to see what's next for Apple's return to the street and cannot wait for the day that Stax opens in Aberdeen. 400 applicants, madness. It's gonna be an incredible hub once it's in place and I know I'll be Xing off every day on the calendar until it opens. Keep up to date with all the latest developments from Stax and Avo by following through the links in the bio of this podcast, where I also find links to the other businesses that I've talked about today. That takes us to the end of episode four, and next week we're cozying up in boot corners and finding peace in pretty places as I chat with Shauna, who's behind the Instagram account Exploring Edinburgh, as she takes me on a tour of her favourite places to read and relax in and around Edinburgh. Until then, stay safe, eat well, and speak soon.